Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. Hey, Margot. How was your holiday season? It has been good. It has certainly been a busy one, but it has been it has been great. I can hardly believe it's almost the new year. How have your holidays been? I can believe it's almost the new year as somebody with two small children. <laughs> um, or I guess I should say I'm like clawing my way into like the new year and having the holiday season wrap, wrap up. <laughs> yes, I think it's always a stressful time in some ways. I think especially if you have kids, obviously, but um, you know, just making sure that all of your ducks are in a row for gifts and travels. And I feel like it's just always a crazy time. Yeah, it is. I mean, our house is like covered in glitter and packaging. <laughs> and luckily, the trash and recycling go out tomorrow. So we're going to kind of return to normal. But um, yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. We've done a lot of skiing and seeing family and uh, really good meals and all that, all that good holiday stuff. And the girls actually got a trip instead of gifts from Santa. So they're they're going to Oregon summer 2019 courtesy of Santa. <laughs> yes, which I am particularly excited about and excited for the um, the Rogers family to make their way to Bend, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, of course. We're going to be knocking on your door, Margo. <laughs> I, I hope cannot you can fit four pe- I hope you can fit four people in your apartment. <laughs> Maybe not in my house, but possibly in the tent trailer that my roommate has in the backyard, potentially. All right. I love it. <laughs> Retro tent trailer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but speaking of travels, your your travels in South America basically like kind of collided right with the holidays when you got back. So um, how was Chile? And I don't know, what was what was it like? We haven't talked a ton about our travels this fall. It was definitely a bit of a it's been a, a crazy travel time for sure. Um, but no, Patagonia was incredible. I mean, I think potentially one of the most beautiful natural places I've ever encountered and have the privilege to travel through. Mm. Um did a portion of that traveling with a friend of mine on more personal travels um, and then was also doing some scouting for the ARC Patagonia program, which was a blast and amazing. And uh, yeah, it was it was a phenomenal trip, which also was around the same time as your South African adventures. So how was how was South Africa? Uh, same. It was incredible. And whenever I travel, I always uh, commiserate a little bit with my students about the fact that when someone when you travel you always get asked how was it and it's always impossible to sum up an experience as significant especially as international travel or any kind of transformative travel in one easy phrase um, it's just and especially you know South Africa um, also a place of pretty stunning natural beauty I was in Cape Town and then I was in the northeast near Kruger National Park very different geographic areas of the country, very different cultural areas of the country. And um, so that was kind of part of the interest as well was not only the natural beauty and the wildlife and all those kinds of things, but also their, um, you know, the, the, the history of the country and, and the rawness of the tensions that still exist there uh, post-apartheid and things like that. So kind of peeking below the, the shiny veneer of the tourist uh, surface was very interesting and, and very enlightening for me as well, which is a privilege, like you said, to get to do when you're traveling with program partners and, and other people who really give you a, a wide knowledge base to work from when you're traveling. Absolutely. I think I mentioned to you at one point, Julia, that I had spent some time in South Africa during my traveling school trip in high school. 
And of course, as a 16 year old, it was my first time out of the country and was eye opening Mm. for all sorts of reasons. But I think South Africa in particular for that recent history and just how how raw it is and and prevalent still today. Um, I think it's, and and also just being an incredibly beautiful country. So I'm was excited to kind of watch your, your Instagram along the way, your stories and your posts, because it was just so beautiful. And Cape town is such a cool city. So it was really fun to follow along. Yeah. Cape town is, is such a a magnificent city. And now I really understand why every student who I send there, you know, just raves about it. So um, that was a blast. And I, I know it's it's kind of natural at this time of year to start thinking about, you know, the recap, the best of. And so I guess I'm kind of curious for in your mind, because you've traveled to several places over the year and not to mention the Gap Year Fair circuit. Um, what are some of your travel highlights of 2018? Yes. So I've been, do- of course, doing a lot of that uh, this past week as well, just sort of reflecting on the year and trying to think back to all of the things I've done this year and all the many ups and downs that have been 2018. As far as a travel highlight, though, I would have to say that, of course, most prevalent and what comes to mind first is Patagonia. And I think that our trek, so we did a five-day trek in Torres del Paine National Park, the W. If anyone who's familiar with Patagonia has probably heard of it, or or if you've been there, you've probably done it. Um, It's definitely a very well-trodden trail. Uh, Lots of people do the W. Lots of people were on the W while we were there. But at the same time, we would go an hour or two hours a day not seeing anybody on trail. And just the, I think just kind of the tourists themselves and kind of these mountains, they're someone along the trail, a friend of ours that we met, described them as angry mountains. And I feel like that's so what they were. They're just these mountains that jut out of nowhere and they're just gorgeous. Um, very unique kind of coloring and such, especially the tourists themselves, the towers are very unique. But the crystal clear turquoise blue waters that we were hiking around seeing you know my first up close and personal personal glacier of my life grew up in Kansas you know we don't have those there so experiencing that was super cool and um you know just the whole the trek as a whole it was just it was spectacular every single moment of it was spectacular and for me I gain a lot of my rejuvenation and happiness from being in the outdoors and pushing myself physically in the outdoors and so you know having long days trekking with my backpack it was just it was spectacular and really refreshing in the best of ways. So I think that's the the first highlight that comes to mind. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yes. And you've had a lot of travels this year as well, though, Julia. So what would you say is your highlight, South Africa, I guess, or otherwise? Yeah, well, what's funny for me um, as a parent is that this is um, my, my uh, youngest daughter is two and my oldest daughter is four. And this is the first year where I've really actually been able to travel really like seriously again after having kids. So it's almost like a reclaiming of oneself when that happens. And so some of the travel that I've done this year has been kid kid free. Um, and that has been significant for me because it, it does kind of bring me back to to my my own core in a way. Um, so and some of that travel has been solo, like South Africa, um, of which, you know, everything from hiking Lion's Head in Cape Town, which is like this this kind of uh, very prominent rock face that kind of juts up from from the bay um, that Cape Town lies in. And you just get this amazing view, panoramic views of the city. Um, that was definitely a really beautiful and fantastic morning. Um, and then, you know, when I was in the Northeast, I got to work or I got to, you know, hang out at a monkey sanctuary that I was visiting and play with these baby monkeys that needed care and 
basically people to hold them and feed them and things like that. And that was, I, I don't know, maybe it was the parent in me, but it was definitely super special and very cool. Um, and obviously seeing wild animals in the parks and stuff was amazing. But then um, also I got to do some traveling with my husband, Tom, um, and we went to Ireland earlier in the year um, and, you know, we rode horses on the beach and got to do some hiking and stuff like that um, as part of a, a program visit. And then we also um, went to Jackson Hole, um, which is where we met. So like you said, just um, some really amazing travel this year. I, it's hard to pick one thing, but I would say that all those trips for different reasons are definite highlights. And I'm actually looking forward to traveling more with my kids next year because um, seeing them witness and experience new things is always so fantastic. And they really love to travel. They're always pretending to pack their bags on a trip. So now we're going to definitely make sure that they're packing their bags on real trips uh, this in 2019. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. And I think I I have nieces and nephews that are older than your kids, but it's been fun kind of watching them. I know from what my sisters have said, it's a really pleasant day when you feel like you can actually hang out with your kids and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're not yeah. <laughs> quite there yet, mm-hmm. I don't know. But when you're excited to actually travel with them, I think is a whole separate ballgame than feeling, you know, just being able to sort of enter that realm and that age range with your kids. I'm, I'm sure that's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. And like when we went to Hawaii, that was a big deal for them and they loved it. And it was but it was exhausting for everyone involved, including them, including us. Um, And so I think that when we travel together next year, it'll be everybody's going to be a little bit older and hardier and better ready to weather (laughs) the the rigors of travel. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, Well, hopefully I'll get to see it in action when you all come out to Oregon. (laughs) Oh, you'll get to see it in all its gory, gory and uh, realness. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but we're actually going to be seeing each other again very soon as well for um, a very special series of events that we want to invite all the listeners to come meet us at see or see for themselves um, across the country. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So those of you might have listened to, I think it was in our first episode, maybe we talked a bit about the USA Gap Year Fairs. And um, this is where Julia and I actually originally met. But the fair circuit is fast approaching. And so we wanted to make you all aware that the USA Gap Year Fairs are a series of fairs that are in, I think, 43 locations around the country. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not positive what the exact count is this year. Last year, I know it was 43 fairs. But around 40 some odd locations around the country, there are fairs. And there are a bunch of people that are coming to those fairs to provide more information to potential gap, you know, prospective gap year students about what is a gap year. Um, So at the beginning of those of those fairs, it's almost like a college fair circuit. So you can imagine, you know, a big sort of auditorium or cafeteria that's got a bunch of tables with people set up that have, are excited to tell you about what they have to offer as a gap year experience for a student. So if you are interested in in taking a gap year, learning more about it, whether you're, you know, a freshman in high school or a senior just figuring out what you're doing next there, or, you know, maybe you've done a year of college and are looking for what, you know, some, something different for next year, whatever it may be, it's worth like looking to see if there's a fair in, in your area. At the beginning of each fair, there's a presentation. Um, Julia actually presents at a few of those around the country along with other gap year counselors and just providing more information about what is a gap year, what are the many different avenues that you can take for that time. And after that presentation, it moves into the the auditorium, basically, where everybody's tabling. There's a bunch of people there that can tell you more about their gap year programs. So Julia and I will both be on the fair circuit for, you know, bits and pieces of that this year. And um, I know Art Gap will be at, I think, every fair nearly this year. Um, 
along with a bunch of other gap year programs. So we will be out on the road starting in early January. So it's a fun and very crazy next couple months of travel for us. Yes, they start January 5th and they go through March 2nd, I believe. So uh, go on usagapyearfairs.org and find the fair closest to you. They're usually um, either in the evening if it's a weekday or in the middle of the day if it's a weekend. Um, and they're really fun to go to. Everybody you meet will be very enthusiastic. You can collect uh, amazing brochures <laughs> and uh, and come away, you know, really feeling like you have some uh, some more information about what's out there and what the possibilities are. So it's a really worthwhile event to go to. And also you can see us in person and get a Gap Your Radio sticker. Uh, so that's worth price of admission, which is free alone. <laughs> <laughs> We're very excited about our stickers. <laughs> Yes, we're very excited about the stickers. Um, we're very excited to see a lot of our fair friends who are other program providers. Um, so just know that when you go and talk to these people, they are people who are very passionate about the programs they represent. They're people who've uh, led the programs, are heavily involved in them, and can really, really speak with knowledge and, and passion about what they what that particular program is going to offer you. So um, we hopefully will be able to speak with somebody from USA Gap Year Fairs in season two of Gap Year Radio, because this episode kind of represents the winding down of season one, um, which has been such an adventure. Uh, Margo, I mean, can you believe that we're already at the end of our first season? I cannot believe it's the end of the first season. It seems as though it was just yesterday that this was a seedling of an idea for us. So hard to believe that we've made it this far. It has been such a blast. And the good news is this isn't the end. So we wanted to let you all know that we will be taking a bit of a hiatus over um, what is now, I guess, the end of the holiday season, but the beginning of the Gap Fair circuit. And we're planning to start with season two in early February. Um, So we wanted to, in this time, make you aware of the fair season, the fair circuit that's coming up. And know that we've got many more program providers and inspiring alumni that are going to be coming to you during season two, uh, beginning in mid in yes early February. That's right. In the meantime, you can still listen to archived episodes and find us on the internet. We are we are at uh, gapyearradio.com. You can find us on Instagram at gapyearradio. You can uh, you can email us at uh, gapyearradio at gmail.com. Anywhere else they can find us, Margot. I think those are the main places. But another thing to note is that if you feel, if, if there's any uh, gap year alumni out there listening to the pod and you feel that you have an inspiring story that you'd like to share, please feel free to reach out to us at gapyearradio at gmail.com because we are always looking for new and fresh stories that provide different perspectives of what somebody can do on their gap year. So if you feel that you have a story you'd like to share, please feel free to reach out to us. Definitely. And all same same with uh, questions or comments. We'd love to hear about what you think and what you'd want to hear more of, or if you have a question that you'd like us to read on air. So with that, I guess we will sign off and we will be talking to you in 2019. Happy New Year, listeners. And we look forward to yeah, seeing you in February. Yay. Happy New Year, Margo. Talk to you soon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.